Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. The, the message for today is captioned, Remember Lot's Wife. Remember Lot's Wife. Our loving Father, we acknowledge you, Lord, again today afresh as the giver of all good gifts. And you have given us among those wonderful gifts an opportunity to qualify for eternity. And we want to thank you. Lord, we pray that you'll ever be close to us, that we can feel your presence and respect it, and so be blessed of thee. Bless us now as we study into your word, for we ask the blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember Lot's wife. Sin has always been a problem. From the very beginning, sin has been known to be, seen to be, heard to be a problem. A real problem. But to solve the problem, God did something special. He provided a way of escape through his son. So that sin is the problem. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the solution to the problem. What the Lord wants us to do in our period of existence, conscious existence, is to be identified with the solution and not with the problem. Oh, I better amen than that. <laughs> because that's the problem. Not the problem. You see, the Lord wants us to be constantly identified with the solution and not with the problem. Because the solution came after the problem. And we have tested of the problem. We are testing the problem. And the Lord said, now come on, choose the solution to the problem. And he who works with the Lord respects the Lord. Oh, yes. And he who has a positive positive approach to this plan of redemption respects the Lord. Respects him. And so the blessed Lord wants all of us to be happy. So that when we have the solution with us, when we walk with the Lord in the light of, of his great love and compassion and mercy, we feel good. We feel good. Because we have in us the blessed hope, the hope of a glorious tomorrow. 
being in a new environment, in a presence that cannot be duplicated. God wants us to be a happy people. While we are in this world of sin, yes, because we have chosen the solution rather than the problem. Come on now. And so the Lord wants us who have tasted according to Psalm 34 and, 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 and verse 8. It says, now taste and see that the Lord is good. And for those of us who have tasted and have proven that the Lord is good, the Lord wants us to tell others of the goodness of God. The goodness of God. But we can only do it during our period of conscious existence. Because the living know that he's going to die, but the dead doesn't know. The dead know nothing. And of course, they, when we mention dead, the, the poor lies there. But we understand here that the Lord has interest in his people. So great an interest that he gave his only begotten son. And I want us to note here that the matter of being rescued, the matter of being under the, the wings of, of the Almighty, it's something that you and I, all of us, all human beings, the creatures of, of his hand, should want to go after, to be protected by him. Abraham, in our scripture lesson, we, some, we see something special as, as, as we look in, into the 18th chapter of Genesis. Abraham had a, had a burden on his heart for his nephew and family. A burden. And like you would pray for your children or your siblings, like you would pray for your parents, like you would pray for one another. So Abraham had a concern for his nephew and family. And in that 18th chapter, I want you to understand that, that, that Abraham interceded on behalf of his nephew. And he went up to the blessed Lord. He had... He had occasion to speak with him. And he said, Lord, the first thing that, that, that Abraham did was to sort of put a platform down. One upon which his nephew might have an opportunity to stand. And, and, and he said, Lord, um, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? <laughs> Look at that. Would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? 
You can find it there in, in chapter 18 from 23 on to 33. The story is told. And, and it's something to think about. As we consider ourselves with siblings, with neighbors, friends, children. We, we are concerned about one another. And I heard it said a little earlier, how that because of, of, of our concern as human beings, a, a provision, provision has been made for those who are less fortunate to have a dinner on Thanksgiving Day. This is concern. And the blessed Lord was so concerned that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe would not perish. And then the very next verse tells us that he sent not his son into the world to condemn. So now, because he did not send his son to condemn, we have the hope of a glorious tomorrow. Amen. All we need do is to choose to be with the solution Amen. rather than the problem. And so here we have Abraham speaking to the Lord, pleading on behalf of his nephew and family, wanting them to be saved by his grace. He said, Lord, he said, peradventure you, you discover that there are only 50 righteous people in Sodom. He said, would you destroy them all? Would you destroy them? Would you, bring, would you destroy Sodom if you find 50 there? He said, no. <laughs> said no Bertrand I want you to understand here now our God is merciful merciful he would not destroy for 50 when you consider that great population 50 right 50 persons only and he will not destroy the city what a God but then he said uh but suppose it is short of five. Suppose it's short of five. Well, the Lord said, uh, as he would say, like Abraham, I wouldn't destroy the city for 45. If I find 45, no. Not at all. <laughs> well, Abraham... Is so much concerned about his nephew and family. He said, Lord, suppose you find 40. Peradventure, there are only 40 of them there, righteous. Would you still destroy the city? He said, no. The Lord said, I wouldn't do that. But then, peradventure, Lord, you find 30. 30. Would you destroy the city? He said, no. I wouldn't do it for 30. He said, no, Lord. <laughs> now, how would, you, how would you approach the Lord going down? He said, can you imagine? Can you imagine his concern about his nephew inside there? And he said, no, Lord. Um, peradventure, 
there be only 20 righteous who just still destroy the city. And he said, no. Come to think of it. No. He wouldn't do that for, righteous, for 20 righteous persons in the city. Oh. Now, brethren, Abraham is interceding. His nephew is his concern and family. He said, Lord, I don't want you to be angry. <laughs> oh, I don't want you to be angry with me, Lord. But peradventure, there are only ten righteous ones there. Would you destroy the city? And as if he would turn to Abraham and look at him in the face, he said, Abraham, I would not destroy the city if there are ten of them there righteous. But brethren, you pause a little now. We have church, and we have names on the nominal roll in our churches. And we've been baptized, and, and we are members of the church. Per adventure, there be 3,000 in one church on the book. On the book. Wouldn't it be good if all 3,000 would be considered righteous? Oh, what a glorious thing that would be. But righteousness comes on condition of obedience. Come on now. Righteousness is realized on condition of obedience. Obedience to the Lord. More about Jesus let me learn. More of his holy will discern. Spirit of God my teacher be. Showing the things of Christ to me. And, and when we get to know. When we understand it and are obedient to the blessed Lord. We are numbered among the righteous. Numbered among the righteous. Oh what a God. What a God. And his arms are open. A lot of people misunderstand when the blessed Lord was crucified and his arms were out there. He's just saying out there, come unto me. Come on now. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. That's why he was put out there like that. They thought they would put him there to nail him down. But he knew that that's what they were going to do. And he's still, even at that point, saying, come unto me. Come on to me. The blessed Lord wants all of us to be saved. Everything, tall and short. Tall and short. And sometimes when we see a short person, you wonder what on earth did he do to be so short? Because the, the text says we have sinned and come short. But the blessed Lord is after every single person to save us all. Because sin is the problem. But the blessed Lord, he provides the solution. Isn't that wonderful? Now I want you to look at something now. In Sodom, there's a situation going on. Something is happening in Sodom. The people are living a careless, Christless, 
godless life, so to speak. They're comfortable with their lifestyle. Sodomy was accepted all around. And they're comfortable. And Lot with his, he had a big house like the White House. He had a, a very nice mansion. Oh, yes. And his wife. Very comfortable, luxurious life in Sodom. But he never forgot the blessed Lord. Never forgot the blessed Lord at all. Um, he, he took some, some kind of sidetracks and so on, but even... Even in, in his taking the sidetrack, he had not forgotten the blessed Lord. Lot did not forget the blessed Lord. And now we have Abraham interceding on his behalf. And, and the situation here, they're telling us. They're telling us that Lot sat at the gate. Lot sat at the gate. As a matter of fact, we can find it in verse 6 of the 19th chapter. That There he sat at the gate. They're looking good and, and we're seeing something special here. That the gate area, I had it written down and said the gate area is a place where public, listen to me now, public life centered. In other words, there is an area right at, at the entrance of the city where a lot of things took place. So that public life centered right in that area. And Lot had the habit of being there. I don't know if he was there daily, but, but the record says Lot sat at the gate. As a matter of fact, they put in the gate. In the gate. Because it, it, it's in the area where public life centered. You see, this was common, they tell me. It was common in ancient oriental cities. Markets were held there. The court sat there. Events of the day were discussed there. And the record shows us here that in Psalm 69 and verse 12, that is also true. Proverbs 31 and, and, and verse 31 tells us they had announcements. Announcements were made there. And then in, in 2 Samuel 19 and verse 8, it tells us here that David sat in the gate to show himself to the people. Sat in the gate. So now we ask the question, now, what was Lot doing in the gate area? What was he doing in the, in, in the gate area? You see, when people travel, the travelers would come from different places and would come on there into Sodom, and, and whatever reason they're coming for, um, Abraham wanted to be there that he can be 
the person to show hospitality to those who actually needed it as they entered the city. He was a rich man. He had, he had so much to go on that he could help a number of persons, could put up people. And so he was out in the gate looking forth to see whether he could see people who need help and, and, and make them comfortable. More so, he was there to warn them against the Sodomites. Oh, yes. In so much that when the two visitors came along to tell them to get out of the city, the people wanted to get the two men. Now, Lot, he had a, a religious height. He was a good example in the area. And when the two came to get, come on now, to get him out, they had discourses. They were talking about the matter. And, and no doubt Lot mentioned how much he would be leaving behind. He said, you realize how much I have back here? And the wife said, you tell him for me. You tell them how much we have, we have to leave behind. And brother, I am saying here that, that Lot had something to go through, a decision to make. We are to set our affections on things above and not on things in the earth. Because soon we become engrossed. Soon we are taken up so much with the things of earth, we forget the celestial things. Now here we have, we have the Lot family going through that ordeal. But uh, they respected Lot in Sodom. As a matter of fact, at one time they wanted to make him a judge. They want him to make him a judge. But the same people who want to live their own careless life, they said, no, we don't want the person who is going to tell us what to do and what not to do. And so he didn't actually make it as a judge, but he was there with the potential. He was there with the qualification and was considered, the record says he was considered as a judge in the area. Considered. Favored to be one. So he, he did have some great, great, what we call influence on the society. And that's the reason they did not tear him to bits and got him out of the way to get to the two in the early stages. Oh, they were kept back a little because he was a, a pure man. Uh, but they couldn't keep back for long. They couldn't keep back for long, for too long. And so they went after. They went after, after Lot to get him and get him out of the way so that they could get to the two visitors. The Sodomites, come to think of it. 
And so the angel of the Lord had power from above. Oh, the angels, they just pulled Lot. They grabbed Lot by the hand and pulled him into the door and shut the door. <laughs> but more than that, Those people on the outside lost their equilibrium. They started stumbling around. Didn't know what they were doing and where they were going. The Lord smote them. I want you to understand that our Lord still intervenes to make us a happy people. And we can trust him with tomorrow as we trust him with today. Oh, God is just great, wonderful. And he wants all of us to be saved in his eternal kingdom. He wants us to be saved. And so he, he makes effort on a daily basis for his people to come to him. And here we understand in this text here, we're saying in verse 17 of our scripture text, the angels, they said to him, look, listen, you've got to get out. Get out for your life. And look not behind you. And I want you to understand here that Christ adds imperative urgency. Imperative urgency to this warning of coming out. And the same thing should be true in our day. There should be an urgency for purity when we understand that we should be on the side of the solution. There should be that urgency for purity in our daily existence. You see, the blessed Lord wants all of us to be saved. All of us. All of us. And here we have a situation in which you recall they're asking them to come out and to leave what they have behind. It's a hard thing to do, isn't it? After you work so hard and you saved so much, now you have to walk off and leave it. Isn't it hard? But what shall a man profit? If he should gain the whole world and lose his soul. What? What? And that's the question. That's the thing to think about. That's the question that means all, all to us. What shall we profit? If we should gain the whole world and lose our soul. Our blessed Lord, he wants us to be saved into his kingdom. And he said, Libert, go. And sometimes he called me by my first name, Leroy. Go. And, and just remind my children. Just remind them that they are to be on the side of the solution and not the side of the problem. Just remind them. And I want you to know, folks, that, oh, blessed Lord, in, 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 in this ninth 
chapter of Luke. This is a challenge. The Lord has asked me to bring a challenge and present it to his people. It's a challenge. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Now we understand here that coming out of the city, she was behind her husband, walking behind. Now the Lord Jesus stopped at 10, or we call it God, but the heavenly authority stopped at 10, did not go any further down than 10. Because the record said that the Lord just left him and went away. Left Abraham and went away. Now I want you to note something special. Down there we had Lot, his wife, their two children, and their husband. That's six. Six. Now you wonder if, if, if Abraham would have, would have asked for six. But you see, the two, the two angels were with them, so that's eight. And the Lord would not destroy the righteous with the wicked. But he's not going any farther than ten to make Abraham any wiser. Or more scared, so to speak. So he stopped at ten. Because Lot and his family, six. Come to think of it. Six. Now if he had gone to five. And, and the Lord had said. No I will not destroy. He would begin to think. Well which of member of his family. Not right with it. The Lord. <laughs> so the Lord stopped at ten. Didn't go any further than ten. Come to think of it. And now they're going out. And the Lord said, now get out to the plain. Now get away from here. Because if you stay around, you're going to be destroyed. Get out and get out quickly and do not look back. But as they were going out, and Mrs. Lot was behind Abraham, behind Abraham. That's what the record says, behind, I mean Lot, behind Lot. Walking behind Lot and, and instead of, of being at his side perhaps, he was behind. And it said from that point, she looked back. Now we can, we can conclude that she looked back. Mentally and physically. And by looking back in disobedience and thinking of the things that are terrestrial. Just the possessions that she had. Those great, great pile of jewelry perhaps. Lots of stuff she must have had back there. She thought of all that. And gave them more meaning 
than following the blessed Lord. And what happens? She became a pillar of salt. Brethren, I've said that to say this. In, in the ninth chapter of Luke, our blessed Lord Jesus, he gave, the record says he gave his disciples authority. Gave them power to go and preach and to heal. And, and then he fed the 5,000 in the same chapter. And then he asked them, whom do men say that I am? And, 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 and so forth. And, and they concluded that, that he was the son of God, Peter as a spokesman. And then we go on a little further and we notice how that Herod, when Herod heard about what the folks have been doing through the influence of the blessed Lord, he said, well, wait a minute. What's going on out there? He said, I have beheaded John. Those folks are saying, he said, well, look, who are the, who, who is this fellow out there? And he was scared because he realized that he had beheaded John and he was wondering if John came back and was doing that great work around. Herod was wondering if John came back. And some say he was Elias and, and, and some say uh, one of the prophets that had resurrected. But our oh, blessed Lord, I want you to see something coming up here now. The blessed Lord went on doing his work. The work of saving souls. And, and we have here something happening. While he was there with them, among themselves, the, the followers, the disciples, they wanted to know who is going to be the greatest. Who is going to be the greatest? And the Lord spoke with them in a way to help each one to understand that his plan is not the plan that, that puts people above others as such. But wanting everyone to be on the same plane and all of us be saved by grace. By grace. Some are not going to be saved by $2,000 or $1,000. No, we are all on the same platform of grace. Saved by grace. The predicate of the gospel is fixed. Saved by grace. Oh, yes. And the blessed Lord wanted this to be known. And as he went on, down the road, there he went on, up into the mountain. They saw him in the Mount of Transfiguration. And they noticed that he healed that boy. And, and, and then, while he was going along, he said to them, listen, I must go up. I must go to Jerusalem because I'm going to suffer. I must suffer. In other words, he's going to pay the price for sin. He's now going to bring the solution to a climax. And a number of folks followed him. Quite a lot of people followed him. And 
one fellow volunteered his service and discipleship. He said, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. I want you to listen to this now, this matter of remember Lot's wife. Lord, I want to follow you wherever you go. And, and the Lord said to him, foxes have holes. And the birds of the air, they have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Now, I don't know, this could have been a person who needed comfort all the time. But, but, but if the Son of Man doesn't have anywhere to put his head, where, where is this fellow going to, going to sleep? Well, you and I can have the verdict on whether he, whether he went or whether he continued with him or whether he stopped. But the Lord wanted him to know that this is not no bed of roses. It's no bed of roses fighting against sin. No bed of roses. But now, this other fellow, the Lord asked him. Now, you can find that in Luke chapter 9 and, and start from verse 57. The Lord turned to, to the other person and said, now, follow me. And the fellow answered in a kind of a way. He said, Lord, he said, Yes, I will come, but let me first go and bury my father. Now, can you imagine that the, 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 the father was not dead? Perhaps the father wasn't even sick. But to get away from this matter of nowhere, the foxes have holes and you don't have anywhere to put your head, you know, no better roses. Come on, no comfort for me. I wouldn't have any comfort zone. Nothing at all like that. Uh, you say, well, suffer me first to go. Come on. And, and, and to bury my father. If the old man had heard that, he might have died same time. Because he was so much alive, but, but he wanted out. In other words, this is confession and so forth, or a confession without that, that, that kind of commitment. The real commitment. And so we understand here that, that profession without action is of no value. No value. But then... The other person, the third person now asked the Lord. He said, he said, he said Lord, um, um, came up and he said, I, I will follow you. But he said, first now, give her the privilege of going home and, and bid them farewell. Let me go bid them farewell. I want you to note something special here now. Something special. Let me go and bid them farewell. Now, bid farewell. Now, you had to go and choose one of the, the cows, you know, and, and, and get it fatted. Fatted and, and, and ready for slaughter and have a big feast. You know how long that was going to take? 
<laughs> but he wanted a way out. I'll go but the condition. The condition. How many of us sometimes are willing to follow the blessed Lord but? But. Like Lot's wife. Wanting to go to the plains with her husband but. Look at what she had to leave. And sometimes, sometimes I tell you, we make so much noise and uproar and, and, and so much opposition against a life that is not upright to live. A careless, worthless life. We, we make so many excuses not to leave it. <laughs> Remember Lot's wife. Luke 9, and we're going to read uh, Luke 17. I want you to turn with me to Luke 17. I want all heads down because I'm, I'm coming to the end now. All heads down. I want you to see something special here in this book. Luke 17, chapter 17, and we are going to verse 28, verse 28 of Luke chapter 17, 28, he says, likewise, likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank. They bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Note that carefully. Verse 30. Even thus shall it be. In the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he, listen now, look at it. He which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff, his possession in the house, let him not. Come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Brethren, we're coming to the time when we must set our affections on things above and not on things in the earth. We've got to be celestial. And not terrestrial. Let us just focus on what the blessed Lord wants us to do and to be. And the next verse says what? Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. 
and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there shall be two men in one bed because of space, of course. The one shall be taken and the other left. Look at that. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Now, brethren, I want you to note something special. When the man said to the blessed Lord, let me first go and bid them farewell. I want you to note something special. I want you to remember Lot's wife of looking back. We have come to the blessed Lord through difficult times. We are here today. We have gone through ridicule. We've been denied a lot of privileges, jobs, because of whom we are. Because we are Seventh-day Adventists. Because we are followers of the Lord. Because we have chosen to be with the solution and not the problem. Because of that we have suffered a tremendous lot. But our hope is built on nothing less. Amen. Than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I tell you the Lord has something in store for us. And because of our fidelity we are going to have the grand privilege of reigning with him eternally. Because we are holding on. We're holding on. And his answer to the man who said, let me go bid farewell. You know what he said to them? He said, no man. Verse 60 and 2 of the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 50 and 7. Verse 67. He said, no man. Having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Brethren, we have started out with the blessed Lord. Let us keep on keeping on. Let us go on and look for the blessed hope as the apostle Paul said. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. Let's just keep our eyes upon him. Do not look back. Do not go back. Remember Lot's wife. Do not go back for no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. How many of you by the grace of God say with me, I'm going forward with the blessed Lord. Would you stand with me? I'm going forward with the blessed Lord because in him I have hope. The blessed hope. Oh, blessed Lord, we want to thank you. Thank you for having given us an opportunity, Lord, and yet another opportunity to qualify for eternity. Thank you, Lord. And may we, by your fidelity, have the grand privilege of reigning with you eternally, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, 
please let us know by sending an email at podcast at saviinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting saviinggracesda.org.